0: Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? Don't you? I love baptisms. It's got to be one of the funniest we've had, though. <laughs> um, interestingly, in in, uh, in Jesus' day, they would baptize themselves and um, dunk themselves, so maybe Cheryl was right in doing that. If you're p- part of... City Church, you've probably seen a few baptisms this year. I think this is the third, isn't it? So it's exciting. I don't think we've had three lots of baptisms. Um, just a sign of what God is doing. Um, but um, if you're not part of us, maybe you're going, wow, that's a bit of a crazy thing to do, drown a Welshman and uh, sink two women into water and throw yourself in at the same time. And um, so, I, you know, I think, well, what can we liken it to in our day? Because it's pretty unfamiliar. We don't see it too often. Um, this year, uh, uh, Ruth and I have married off two of our girls. And um, I think baptism, as I've been reflecting, is a bit like wedding in terms of how symbolic it is marriage in our culture and and a baptism so i'm going to bring out some similarities the first one is we all dress up for baptisms and weddings what well, we don't do we we actually dress down that was my humorous point thank you all for <laughs> laughing <laughs> these are the real points <laughs> yeah Okay, I'm going to have to work harder, aren't I? (laughs) Um, Firstly, it's a choice. Uh, None of these people have been press-ganged. In our culture, marriage is a choice. You choose who you marry. Not in every culture, that's the same. But in our culture, you choose who you marry. And for each of those who've been baptized today, they have chosen... To follow Jesus. It's a significant choice in their life. Marriage is one of the biggest choices you will make. It's a very significant choice, and we have to choose well. Who we follow in our lives is a significant choice, too. We have to choose well. So that's one of the things that I think um, baptism is like. It, it's also a public declaration of your choice. In marriage, we we have a big ceremony. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, our daughter Sarah, I walked her down the aisle, and she made a public declaration of her love for Ben. She became a fudge. She's always been sweet, Sarah. And... Um, and that's what each of our family did, didn't they? They made a public declaration in front of us that they are gonna follow Jesus for the rest of their life. It's it's a powerful symbol marriage. It's a powerful declaration here. They make vows. They made promises. Sarah and Ben made promises two weeks ago that they would be faithful to one another. In fact, when you listen to marriage vows, it makes me wince every time. We promise to love our husband or wife and wow. Boy, I know sometimes, even probably today, then I haven't responded always in love. Slightly irritated by something. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, probably you, you all marriages, you don't do that. But in, in our marriage, I can tell you, we do. Every now and a, don't we darling? Every now and Don't look at me like that. And, um, uh, and here they've made Promises. In front of everybody, just like you do at a wedding in front they 've made significant promises that I am going to follow Jesus for the rest of my life <laughs> sometimes it feels to me like a little bit of a get out with the help of the holy spirit so if I, if i don 't obviously the holy spirit wasn't wasn 't helping me um, but we 'll come on to that in in a, in a little bit, but we're setting ourselves to be married to Jesus in that moment. There's a change of thinking that goes on. See, when you get married, trust me, your thinking has to change. It's Repentance in the Bible means a change of mind, a change of the way you currently think. And when you get married, boy, you have to change your thinking. It's not just about what you can do anymore or you fancy doing this. You have a wife or a husband that you have to consider in a way that you didn't before. You were single, weren't you? you? could do what you wanted, really. Yeah, you might have gooey-eyed love feeling. And, uh, oh, they're so lovely. I want to spend every moment with them. When you're married, you might not necessarily feel like that all the time. When you turn to Jesus, he, he wants to change your thinking. Kelly was brilliant and probably preached already, really. I thought she was so articulate in the way she described her change of thinking. From victim to victorious woman. That's a massive change in thinking. That's repentance. That's what repentance is about. This symbolizes Going down. Goodbye, Kelly, the victim. Hello, Kelly, the victorious woman of God. See you later, Kelly, the victim. You're dead and buried. Arise, Dame Kelly. It's true. A change. She's now thinking like a princess. Like a child of God. That's the change. Just like we have to think differently when we're married. You lose something, too, when you get married. You lose your independence. You lose a lot of money. (laughs) Sometimes you lose your name. If you're a lady. Part of our culture is, not everybody does it, but you change your name. Sarah has lost the name Chapman and has become a fudge. i know i laughed as well megan and uh, and uh, when you get baptized it's symbolizing the loss of your own desires your own ways your own paths into God's ways. Now not all your desires are ungodly, the dreams that we have and whatever, God you know uses who you are to fulfil those. But the life that you lived is now gone. And the life with him begins. It's you're married to him. That's how I see baptism. Or I've thought about it recently. Just because my kids have all got married now. So what's life meant to be like after we get baptised? What's life meant to be like when we're married? I suppose... You know, I can look at our own marriage. Sometimes it's difficult. Having observed my kids and uh, those that have been married longest, Matt and Rachel, what I've seen is that they've enhanced each other in a way that has surprised me. Their life has become fuller. They've grown because they've been encouraged by each other and stretched and they've loved each other. And I've watched them grow in their leadership, in their skills and their giftings. And uh, it's brought me to tears at times because I know that we as parents couldn't do that in the same way that marriage has done that. In John 10.10, Jesus said this, I have come That you might have life, to give you life to the max, to the full. The enemy comes, as Kelly so admirably explained, to destroy, abuse and push you down so you're on your knees. But Jesus has come, that you might have life to the absolute max. So how does he do that? How does Jesus do that? Well in John 14, he he, he declares to everyone, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. We've got to come to God through Jesus. But to his disciples, he said, Oh, you've come, you know, they came to him, but now I'm going away. I'm gonna send you the Holy Spirit. The helper, the comforter, the encourager. What God does, he does not leave you to work it out all on your own. With the help of a Bible and a few weird Christians who try to drown Welsh people. He doesn't. He sends the Holy Spirit, God himself, to place inside of you in here so I I know sometimes we pray don't we and we pray with our and, and it's almost like we imagine God is out there in the heavens he's not one of the reasons I prayed for them to be filled again with the Holy Spirit so that they would know God here on the inside in deep in our being God lives Jesus went so that we might be full of him. So that the life that we now live is not following a set of rules that we should live by. That we find out the following week we did something wrong. But that the Holy Spirit will live his life through us to the max. And it's a marriage. Where we can wrestle with each other, so you, you know, God is well okay as within a marriage where you're going. I don't really understand that or want to do that, and you can have those kind of wrestly conversations with Him. It's allowed, but He wants to help you live your life to get the max out of it. To live in fullness. Does that mean you won't have any ups and downs? No. There's no promise of you coming to Jesus... ...and every problem being resolved overnight. What he promises in John 14... ...is that I will give you peace. One of the big things in John 14... ...that the Holy Spirit will bring you... ...is not just help, not just comfort... But peace in whatever circumstance you find yourself in. Because we will still get rain. We will all get sun. But whatever you're in, he promises to bring you peace in your life. My favourite verse, as the young people asked me um, when I went to their youth group, is, I have been crucified with Christ. That just means I realise that Sim Chapman is dead from how he used to be. The life that I now live, or it's no longer I that lives, the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. So the life that I now live. Is through Jesus. And in Jesus. That's what it means. Being a Christian. It doesn't mean. Living by a set of rules. It means living. From the inside out. With the help of the Holy Spirit. And it's much more fun. Than. Than measuring yourself against somebody else or against what you think a Christian should look like. That's what these folks have done. They have to work it through in their life. And as Nigel and Caroline said, they've been on a journey for 25 years. You want to hear Caroline's testimony, which she's told twice in the church. And what we're getting to see now is the authentic Caroline. And we love it. She's an evangelist. She's a gifted evangelist. She always has been. It's just we're all getting to see that now. And it's a wonderful gift, not just for her, but for the church. She's going to help us as we journey together. We've got Kelly, who was just amazingly articulate. In able to explain her own journey I've got Nigel who's coming out of his shell to be a man who could put a thousand to flight isn't that amazing and I loved hearing that as a church we've been part of loving people that feel shame and we, we don't We just want to love people who feel right at the bottom. And we want to tell them that they've each got gold and they're sons and daughters of the King. So we're going to shut our eyes. And we're just going to allow the Holy Spirit to do his job in our hearts now. So you may be here and you think, I'd like a piece of that. I'm a bit. I don't know everything about Jesus but I want to know Jesus. So if you'd like to know Jesus and respond to him, I'd like you to stick up your hand. That's pretty brave, isn't it? But these guys have been dunked in water. We won't do that to you today, but if you want to know Jesus like they know Jesus, I'd like you to stick up your hand. Everybody's eyes are shut. And if they don't, shoot, close them, I'll shoot them. So I want to give you an opportunity to respond I know your heart might be thumping a little bit and that's okay because our emotions are involved in our choices if you want Jesus okay we've we've got somebody that's great then we'd like to pray with you afterwards is there anyone else? Well, I'm going to pray this prayer. If you've stuck up your hand, and there's one or two, I'm going to pray this prayer. Oh, have you got me turning script? Anybody got one of those hand? Come on, Jean. Just, why don't we all pray it? We might be, all be Christians, but it doesn't do us no harm to just say, Jesus, Come into my heart and be my Lord. Forgive my sins. Wash me, change me, and set me free. Let me never be the same again. Jesus, I believe you died for me. Thank you that you rose from the dead. And now pray for me from heaven. Help me to live for you and fulfill everything you have called me to do. I thank you that I'm now forgiven and on my way to heaven. Hopefully not too quickly. In Jesus' name. Amen. I added that last bit. But just, you know, when we pray... And we mean it in our heart, deep inside. If we know we have a need of God like that, he responds to us. When we glance towards him, he comes running. Absolutely running. So thank you for those that responded. We're So it's just amazing, isn't it? Let's just give them all a round of applause for responding. <clears throat> And you're now in the family of God. You're now a child of God. That simple prayer means that you're changed. You're changed forever. Isn't that amazing? Brilliant. Okay, well thanks for listening and over to Becky.